Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic today. Is November 8th, 2016. My name is Phil Prosper Mike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And before we get going, today is a pretty big day for the United States of America. I don't know if you heard, but there's a little thing called the election going on uh, for the president, of course, for Senate, for House of Representatives, Congress, for your local congressman, for state senator. Many important ba- initiatives are on the ballot. Of you know, in Florida, there's a big amendment about uh, about uh, the use of solar panels uh, and and subsidies on on stuff like that, as well as county charters. So many important things. You probably got a sample ballot that's like three pages long. They're long, but it's all important. And so, to begin today's episode of Locked On Magic, and also to avoid talking about the Orlando Magic game, I'm going to first remind you all to go out and vote today. Doesn't matter who you vote for. I don't care who you vote for. I voted. I voted early. But it doesn't matter who you vote for. Make sure that your voice is heard today and that you go out and vote. Check with your local uh, county supervisor of elections office to figure out where your local precinct is if you do not know already. Uh, And remember, if you're in line at 7 p.m. when the polls close, or at least in Florida, the polls close at 7 p.m., if you're in line when the polls close, that means you do get to vote even if it's past the time polls close. So be sure to exercise your constitutional right, your democratic right to vote today. Again, it doesn't matter to me who you vote for. I just encourage everyone to go out and vote today. All right. I guess that does mean now we have to get into this and talk about uh, the Orlando Magic's game against the Chicago Bulls, one that was frankly to be forgotten, much like the other four losses the Magic have had this year is now a, a somewhat troubling pattern has emerged with the Magic and how they lose, at least. Uh, I don't know if it says much of anything because they are 3-4. and four. They've won three games. It's not uh, terribly uh, alarming that they're 3-4, and four, but certainly those four losses have carried a similar theme, and Monday's loss was no different. The Orlando Magic went to Chicago riding high, feeling good about themselves, and left with a lump of coal. The Chicago Bulls defeat the Orlando Magic 112 to 80, hold the Magic to 26 points in the second half. Uh, a defensive effort that that the Magic want to see, but not an offensive effort that the Magic want to see. And it is uh, very similar to the game that the Magic lost to the Detroit Pistons. Very similar to the way that they lost to the Miami Heat. Even very similar to the first half against the Cleveland Cavaliers. You could see a common thread between all four of the Orlando Magic's losses. How did this one happen? Well, the Magic got off to a pretty good start, uh, but Frank Vogel warned his team that, you know, this is like an all-star game right now. We're going up and down. We're both both teams are scoring. Whoever plays defense first is going to win, and the Magic's defense never kicked in. Even when they put in Bismack Biombo, the defense just never kicked in, and the team just seemed to get frustrated offensively. They did cut the lead down to five at one point in the third quarter, and then I think it was a 23-3 to run 
uh, from the Bulls that put this game away in the third quarter. They outscored the Magic 27-11 to in the third quarter, 24-17 in the fourth quarter. Uh, by then, the game was well out of hand. There was just no chance for the Magic to get back into this thing. They just could not generate the offense. And we'll talk a little bit more about the offense and how there's been some kind of fits and starts to this to this offense so far, as well as uh, some of the issues with, with what the team is trying to do and, and why they aren't able to, to kind of achieve the goals and mindset that they want. But in this game, it was just a frustrating night offensively. The Magic were really struggling to get into the paint. They, they couldn't beat anyone off the dribble. They couldn't free themselves off of pick and roll. Chicago, who, which came into the game as one of the worst defenses in the league, played some really good defense. They really buckled down. Uh, they were clearly not happy after their loss to Indiana on uh, on Saturday uh, and came in and just played a stellar game start to finish uh, on the Orlando Magic. Just just beat them up, to be frank. I mean, I, I think that's that's about the only way I can describe how, how they play. They took a 17-point lead, I believe, in the first half. The Magic fought back to get it to 9 by halftime. Got it down to five. Looked like they were going to be able to grind this one out. And like I've said on on numerous occasions, uh, you know, the sign of a good team, frankly, is is a team that uh, is a team that that just finds a way to win, even when they don't have their best stuff. And it sure looked like the Magic were getting to that point, or or were continuing to get to that point, but. They didn't this time. They didn't. They didn't get down and get dirty and play defense. They they wilted. They their defense was just frankly terrible all game. They were allowing drivers into the lane. They were turning the ball over at the top of the key, which is the worst place to turn the ball over. And that started fast breaks. The Bulls were very good at getting out in transition off of every turnover, every mistake the Magic made, and the Magic made a lot of them because they just could not get their offense moving. Uh, the final numbers for the Orlando Magic, they shoot 38.8%. I believe their offensive rating was in the 80s, like 86, 85 points per 100 possessions. You're not winning games that way. 9 of 30 from beyond the arc took a lot of threes. DJ Augustin was 2 for 7, 2 for 10 overall from the floor. Mario Azonia, 1 for 6, shot 4 for 13. Aaron Gordon, I thought, played decently well. 6 for 15, though. Evan Fournier, 6 for 12. Just a game to forget. Uh, Gordon leads the way with 15 points. Fournier 13, Nikola Vucevic had 11, but 10 of those came in the first quarter, in the first couple minutes as the Magic took took the early lead. Mario Zonia 9, uh, really just the bench let them down, uh, the defense let them down, uh, their offense let them down, nothing worked, and it was just an odd game where you just want to throw the whole thing out. I mean, it was just this odd, odd game. Um, the kind of game that you see when it's a schedule loss. Well, the Magic had Sunday off. There's no excuses for a schedule loss here. Um, it's just a, a team they just got beat by, plain and simple. They just got beat. And it's it's a continually frustrating thing to watch uh, this happen because it happened in the second game. It happened in game two against the Pistons. It happened early against Cleveland. It happened in the third quarter against Miami. Uh, and now it happened especially in the second half and, and much of the first quarter as well for the Magic against the Chicago Bulls. These things continue to crop up and be problems for the team. And it leads to, I think, the big takeaway, my big takeaway from this game, uh, is that the the Magic are talking the talk. They're really talking the talk here. You know, they said, we want to be a top-five defense. 
we want to be a top 10 defense. We want to be uh, uh, this fast-breaking team. And yet, they aren't really doing it so far. We're still only seven games in. The Magic are 3-4. and four. This isn't time to panic. I mean, I think there are some disturbing patterns that have emerged and some, distur- and some upsetting and frustrating things that have happened with this team that show that, yes, there are some clear holes that need to be resolved. Uh, this team can play some elite-level defense. They haven't done it for 48 minutes yet, and they haven't done it from necessarily from game to game. This team offensively is going to struggle. We, we knew that already. But the way they said they wanted to play, and it's, it's very reminiscent to me from last year, because Scott Skiles came in saying a lot of the same things. We're going to play defense. We're going to get out and run. Frank Vogel said a lot of the same things too. And so the defensive schemes are, are different for sure, but they're still not being executed at a high level. And, and that is not... That's, that's still alarming. That's still a, uh, a difficult thing to, to take in. So where are the Magic today? And that's, I think, a very difficult question to answer. Their, their offense, as far as pace, as, as much value as pace has, is in the bottom five in the league. And that's not necessarily a signal that they're losing or that they're going to be a losing team. The Jazz, the Spurs, the Raptors all play at a slow pace. The Magic also get most of their points in transition. So when they do get out on the break, they are very effective. But it's hard to say what they're trying to do offensively. And uh, as is usual, the later you get in the shot clock when you take your take your field goal, the lower your percentage likely is going to be. Um, the Magic are struggling to get their uh, offense moving. Uh, Frank Vogel calls it in rhythm. Um, they'll be running play, I mean, Monday, they just were running plays, and they'd get blown up at the point of attack, and they'd just be in scramble mode, in isolation mode, very, very quickly. Um, whatever game plan the Magic had, they abandoned it very quickly to, to go into isolation mode, and that's the sign of a frustrated team. They were uh, In the third quarter, that looked like they were jacking up threes. I, I, I made this tweet out. It looked like they were me playing 2K when I'm really frustrated with the offense, where I'm just jacking up threes, just trying to feel better about myself, and that's just not the way you play. That's not how you play offense. It's it's hard to say exactly what is wrong with this team other than they're just not executing game plans. That's, that's, the, that's pretty simple explanation, an oversimplified explanation. But what this team is slowly getting at is they're talking the talk. They have all these lofty goals. And they're still struggling to put themselves in a position to achieve them. Essentially, since the beginning of training camp, they've all said, we believe we can be a top 10 defense. Frank Vogel has said it. Serge Ibaka said it. Aaron Gordon said it. Everyone has essentially said, we believe we can be a top 10 defense in this league. So far, they haven't played like it. Aaron Gordon's had some great individual defensive moments, but Frank Vogel said after Monday's game, we didn't keep our man in front of us. We did not play good. I mean, essentially, he said, we didn't keep our man in front of us. No one, We did not play good defense, and that's why we lost the game. Serge Ibaka's looked a step... I mean, I, I, I know people have kind of said, have told me it's effort with Serge. I hope it's effort because that's that's correctable. 
to me, it looks like Serge Ibaka is just a step slow and isn't able to, to close down and, and, and protect the rim at the same level that he was in Oklahoma City at his height. If it's effort, that's correctable. Evan Fournier's had his struggles on the defensive end. Alfred Payton's had his struggles on the defensive end. Just keeping guys in front of them, navigating screens, talking and, and recovering. Very, very simple things that it takes to just to be a good defense. And of course, the offense has a role in that too. The offense missing shots, giving up long rebounds, starts fast breaks. Turning the ball over at the top of the key, starts fast breaks. Missing shots, you know, Frank Vogel has acknowledged this, and I think players would acknowledge this too. You miss a lot of shots, your body language does get worse. It it becomes more frustrating, and you don't necessarily give the same kind of effort on defense, or you're not able to give the same kind of effort on defense. It takes a lot of work to be good defensively. And I think the Magic are learning that right now more than anything. But right now, they're they're talking a big game and not really playing it on both ends of the floor. Vogel continues to say, I have faith in this offense. I have faith in these players. And, and of course, he should. And, and, and I believe that he does. Because they've shown elements of what they can be in this early season. It just hasn't come together yet. And nights like Monday remind us how difficult it is to build what the Magic are trying to build. And it reminds us that you can have all the defensive talent in the world. That does not make a good defense. It takes something a little bit more. And the Magic are still working to figure that part out. So what about the offense then? The defense has taken a lot of lot of of the of the of the slack or a lot of the focus as it should because that should be this team's identity. And as long as the defense is pushing is getting stops and, and helping the magic push things, it's gonna help the offense. Um you look at Monday's game, the magic only recorded 11 fast break points. They're up at they're usually up at around 16 17 per game right now. They're they're able to get out in transition. So when they get out in transition, they're accomplishing their goal, they're getting fast break points, getting those easy baskets, and that helps facilitate the offense because what's important too is getting out on the run, getting into your offense and you get to the basket, you gain a little more confidence. Those are those are easier shots. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. The Magic, right now, the half-court offense is just not good. There's no other way to put it. It's not good. And there's certainly a few reasons why it's not good. It's, you know, some of it's certainly the spacing issues that that we all see. If you saw Zach Lowe's uh, column on ESPN.com, 10 things I like, 10 things I don't like from early in the season, he had a very pretty clear graph of the spacing problems the Magic have when 
they put their starting lineup out there, there is such little respect for the Magic's three-point shooters that pretty much every player has a foot in the paint. And that closes down driving lanes. It forces mid-range jumpers. It forces three-pointers from bad three-point shooters. And Aaron Gordon's been better as a three-point shooter, but I don't think he has respect from defenses quite yet. And so until Gordon makes threes, until Peyton makes threes, until uh, they, they're able to create good three-pointers, teams aren't going to respect that shot, and they're going to keep clogging the paint, making it tougher for the Magic to get in. Magic have got to find a way to create space. And one thing that the reserves have done for much of this, this stretch or for the three-game win streak was they were able to create space because they have some shooters. They were able to get... DJ Augustin especially was able to get into the lane. Um, one thing I think Alfred Payton really struggled with Monday was getting past John Rondo, getting into the paint and causing the defense to collapse a little bit so they could create some space for dump downs and, and kickouts. It's so important for this Magic team to, to just get in the paint off the dribble because, again, they don't have the one-on-one guy that's going to be able to score and, and take up all the attention. They've got to do post-ups. they got to do more post-ups for Nikola Vucevic. I, I think I looked it up today. He's averaging 2.7 post-ups per game. He was at five last year. He's averaging about half of, half as many post-ups this year than he was last year. they got to get him more involved, and they did that early in Monday's game, and it was working, and then they went away with it. Then they went away from it. Uh, Vuce barely touched the ball. He was pretty much invisible after the first six minutes of the first quarter. Um, the Magic, though... You know, for the most part, still feel confident in their offense. They do believe it's going to turn around. They they liked a lot of the shots uh, that they were getting. Not to not Monday night, obviously, but but through their through their three game losing streak to start the season, they did like their shots and felt like some of them would go down. Fournier was missing some layups. Peyton was missing some layups. Ibaka was missing some shots that um, I think they believe that he can make. Um, Vucevic was missing a lot of mid-range jumpers as mid-range jumpers are way down, but there's confidence that a lot of these guys are going to return to their means at some point. Um, even with the clogged spacing, they're, they're, if they get to their means, the Magic's offense should at least get you 95 points, right? But I think the big concern, though, with the offense is just how kind of lifeless it looks, how much it just struggles to produce consistently good shots, how it goes through droughts like it did in Monday's game. Scoring 27 points and a half is never going to get the job done. Plain and simple. You might be able to get away with it at like 40, 45 if you're playing really good defense, but 27 points is not going to win you basketball games. If you get in a quarter, yeah, that'll win you basketball games, but 27 points and a half is not going to win basketball games for this team. They've just they've got to find a way to score baskets. Plain and simple. And that's been the biggest struggle for this team. How are they going about it? That to me is still something of a mystery. They're not a true motion team. They run a lot of pick, they run a fair amount of pick and rolls. Um, they're trying to get into the paint off the dribble because they can't really do it any other way. They're trying to get three pointers uh, out of drive and dish drive and kicks. But again, it's hard to do that because teams still duck under Alfred Payton on screens. Um Aaron Gordon's pull-up jumper's gotten a little bit better, but uh, it's it's still very, very difficult to figure out how this Magic team is going to get shots. They're shooting, if not the worst, one of the worst field goal percentages in the league. Um, they're just not a good shooting team. Uh, and some of it is certainly the offensive playbook isn't very imaginative, and that's never been Frank Vogel's uh, forte. Uh, I notice this a lot. Players run into each other and run into the same space. They're, they're crowding each other a lot. 
And there still has to be some basketball sense from the players to say, oh, the ball is here. I can't be this close to my man. I either got to push down to the corner or I got to cut through the lane to give him space and clear the area for for a drive or, or for whatever. Or to go grab or, you know, like something that I always knew or learned when I was playing basketball was you you screen someone toward the ball. If you're closer to the ball, you go away from the ball, find someone to screen to the ball. Um, that's just kind of basketball one-on-one. Someone's got to do that. And time and time again, and you'll notice this, players run into each other. They run to the same space. They're kind of all bunched together, and it's not effective. They'll figure it out to some extent. I'm not expecting this team to have a top 10 offense. This is still a bottom 10 offense. But they just need to do enough. They need to be effective enough. A threat enough. To get defenses to respect them and, and back off them a little bit so they can operate a little bit more. You know, this this Magic team still has a little bit of shades from last year where they get, they get punched a little bit and they kind of wilt. And they don't go back to what works. They don't go back to Vucevic in the post. They don't keep driving. They don't keep, you know, moving the ball. Uh, this has been a constant theme throughout the season so far that Frank Vogel will say, you know, we we went ISO too much. And and we're seeing that. This team goes ISO too much. They don't trust the pass. They don't share the ball. They don't move the ball. And that's so critical to what the Magic are trying to do on the offensive end. They've got to move the ball. If they get into the paint, get get some space, get the get the defense to collapse, they've got to move it and make the right plays. And largely Monday they did not. But there's, there have been signs throughout the year that they'll get there. They had a 40-point quarter against Philadelphia. They had a 27-point quarter against the Bulls on Monday. And it didn't start out, and that second quarter didn't start out well for them. So Monday was another day, was a day, was a game to remind us of this team's weaknesses and difficulties. Everything starts on the defensive end. If the Magic play better defense, they will get easier shots. If they get easier shots, it will be easier to play defense. Executing in the half court is going to be a struggle, but they can do it. They 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 have done it before. They can do it again. Uh, but it's not going to be easy. It's going to take a lot of work for this team because it's just it. As everyone suspected in the off season, this is not a well made roster. And so it's going to take a little bit of work still to get to get this team where it needs to be. All right, that'll do it for today's episode of Locked On Magic. Again, the Magic fall to the Chicago Bulls, one twelve to eighty over at the United Center. Remember, it's just one game. It was a very very bad game. Certainly some some. Concerning things again, as there are many losses and, and pretty much every loss the Magic had this year, um, there have been those concerns. The offense is just not good, and and I think we knew that, but that continues to get reinforced uh, with that. And when the defense doesn't show up, the Magic are going to get blown out. Uh, that's just plain and simple. That's they got to find something to hang their hat on and and really buy into the to the ideas that they're selling. And if they do that, they'll. You know they 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 probably have a chance because they've shown that they can they can gut out wins and play some good basketball when they do. 
Uh, remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can do that on iTunes, Audio, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. We do appreciate all those reviews. It helps us climb the rankings. Tell your friends about the podcast. And be sure to check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll, of course, the Minnesota Timberwolves will be in town, so check out Locked On Timberwolves um, to get the latest on that team as they head to Orlando on Wednesday to take on the Orlando Magic. And, of course, it is Election Day today, November 8th, 2016. If you have not done so already, if you're registered to vote in Florida, if you're registered to vote anywhere in the United States, uh, be sure to go out and vote today. Have your voice be heard. It does matter. Um, I know some, especially, I mean, sorry to everyone else, especially in Florida, especially in Orlando, uh, your vote does matter. It does count for something. It does help select the president and set the path for the next four years of these United States of America. So be sure to cast your vote today on election day. Uh, it doesn't matter to me who you vote for. I don't care who you vote for. I just encourage everyone to vote and not just on president on, on all the other stuff, like all that, all that stuff matters. A lot of stuff matters. Actually, you know, that's the saying is all politics is local. Those local offices affect your life probably a lot more than the president will. So, uh, definitely, uh, do do some research and, uh, make good, de- make a good decision and vote today on election day. Uh, and then uh, enjoy some pizza like I am. I wish it were victory pizza, but uh, DiGiorno's will have to do. Uh, and uh, enjoy the evening, I guess, uh, as we uh, move on to this next phase of, of our country's life. And we'll be moving on to the next phase of the Orlando Magic's life uh, back at practice on Tuesday, as well as getting ready for Wednesday's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. I will see you all on Locked On Magic then for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman Reich. I will see you all tomorrow. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.